I'm not sure if I mentioned it before, but when my friend Clay Mason Bannerman and I want to impress our new lady friends, Tiffer and Mickey, we don't even have to take them to a restaurant. That's because we have an entire freezer stocked full of butcher box, and that includes high-quality meat and seafood that we can trust. It's so convenient. It's delivered right to our doorstep, and there's always free shipping. I mean, where else can you get free protein for a whole year? Tiffer and Mickey love it, and so will you. At least one of them is always around asking when the new ButcherBox is arriving. Sign up at ButcherBox.com slash mega and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free-for-a-year offer plus an additional 20 bucks off. Choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at ButcherBox.com slash mega and use code mega to choose your free-for-a-year offer plus 20 bucks off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Might not be bad at that, you know, the snow-covered slopes, the skiing, the Christianas and the stemming and the plotzing and the shushing, hot buttered rum, light on the butter, and snow. Snow, 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 snow. it won't be long before we'll all be there with snow, snow, snow. I want to wash my hands, my face, and hair with snow. Hey, everybody, and welcome to a mega mini. Hi, guys. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> what if I'd never wrote character? This would be a really fascinating mega mini if people found out that Greg is gray in his real life. We're giving our producer and editor, Mackenzie, who's so awesome, we're giving her a little break for Christmas Eve and Christmas. So we're putting out a mini in the regular feed so you can get a taste of what we're doing midweek every week. That's right. This is something that comes out on our Patreon feed. And hint, hint, if you <laughs> want to join Patreon, you'd get one of these every Wednesday. It's awesome. It's so, just something that we give a little behind the scenes, what we're up to, what's going on in the mega universe, and uh, give a poem or a story or something. So. And some music, and I hope you enjoy it. And this week, I feel like we find ourselves in that weird week between Christmas and New Year's, where it's we just had the winter solstice. It's a dark time of the year. The days are short. The nights are long. But everyone puts up lights and makes it twinkly. And I have always loved it. I love looking at the lights. I love the old 70s and 80s bulbs, the colorful, the red, orange. Yeah, the fire hazard ones. Blue, green, white <laughs> ones. Yeah. I love those old ones. Oh, I love them. And I just love seeing lights. And I think it's such a beautiful cool human thing that we're like okay it's getting really dark around here let's let's put up some twinkles it's the darkness before we can say he is risen indeed <laughs> wait am i what holiday am i on <laughs> they run together they blur but it's interesting because when i was in graduate school in chicago um i had this mentor this this one of my teachers at, at columbia was a pagan and it's so funny because she would talk to us about things like that, about like 
following the rhythms of the earth that mm-hmm. like when the, when it's very dark out we respond by doing this and I remember growing up I was always so scared of the word pagan I, I think I thought pagan meant like absolute yeah, yeah like it was the devil it was it meant you were going to truly descend into absolute Hades and I and I always thought it was such a scary word and it's so funny too because if you really start to meet a if you meet a few pagans way more likely they're going to be playing a pan flute out in the woods, like yeah. dancing around a full moon, yeah. uh, with, rolling around in some ferns or something. Wearing like really comfortable shoes, <laughs> like free spirits. It's like, wait, you don't seem dangerous at all. Yeah, a lot of L.O. Bean and beads. and. I got really close to one of my teachers in my master's program named Joan, and I adored her. And after she had already become my mentor... She was always teaching us these different pagan rituals and talking about paganism. And I was always like, whoa, what is this? And because I already trusted her, I wasn't as scared of the word. And and to learn that pagan is like being in touch with the rhythms of the earth. Like she would say her pagan rituals were like um, putting away her summer clothes into a box that um, she would fill with lavender and... And like Wait, this spring. doesn't seem very. I, th- this just seems like <laughs> this isn't just, killing and murdering someone. It just sounds like Martha Stewart stuff. Is Martha Stewart a bacon? And and then when you would like put your winter clothes away and your sweaters and your long underwear and stuff, you would put it into a box that has like cinnamon <laughs> and like evergreen sprigs and stuff, so that when you brought it out in the in the fall or in the late winter or in the early winter, and then you'd hold you it up and be like, "Does it sp- spark joy?" And you realize. <laughs> I was like, wait. Is this Marie Kondo? Pagan just means getting organized and having good smells around. (laughs) But it is funny how I just remember being so afraid of things like when I would hear stories when I was little of like satanic cults. Like we were told we would go out as kids. We would, especially when we started driving, we would like drive to the forest preserves. This is in the suburbs outside Chicago where I was in high school. We would go to forest preserves. Did you have those in Virginia? It, it's all a forest preserve, right? <laughs> That's true. And we would go in there to like make out or like drink Southern Comfort or whatever. We would go to the forest <laughs> why'd preserve. You go to, why'd you drink our? Why'd you drink Southern Comfort? That's our thing. That's a Virginia thing. <laughs> it's the South. <laughs> or Boone's wine. I'd go to the gra- I'd go. To, oh, I'd go God. to the gas station and get some gas station liquor called Boone's wine. Isn't that so stupid that you would go? We get Boone's and Mad Dog Twenty Twenty, and it just was like, why? Why would you get the grossest one in Southern Comfort? Is it something in the teenage brain that you just want the grossest one? Is it cheap? Is it that you don't have any money when you're a teenager? I think it's cheap and sweet, but it's also disgusting. (laughs) But back then... And with the one that would give you the worst hangover and the hardest to hide. I know. I know. I know. I got in so much trouble. But I remember this rumor circulating, I think with my church youth group, where people were like, there are Satanists in the forest preserves. In the Boone's wine. (laughs) Who are killing people. Oh um, yeah, and and like all offering them on sacrifices and like, <laughs> and I remember getting really scared. And then, it, but you know how you kind of like getting scared. So then we would still go out into the forest yeah. preserve, knowing that the Satanists were out there. <laughs> but we and then we would be really scared. We'd be like, "Oh, we're gonna get killed. We gotta make it worth it." Oh, this is some good boon swine. We were laughing. <laughs> 
the other night you and I were watching the um, oh song exploder about Nine Inch Nails with Trent Reznor or about Hurt the song Hurt yeah and I had the same thing where I just was watching him and listening to him and he's just so articulate and sensitive and amazing and shy you know and saying all these amazing things and just remembering oh my god the first time I heard a Nine Inch Nails record i was looking left and right oh yeah i thought the I devil was, was entering oh, my body i was so scared and i liked it so much <laughs> and i remember sitting with my friend in his room and we both would pass the headphones back and forth and we would listen to it and just stare wide-eyed at each other and on that same day we actually accidentally lit a trash can on fire and almost burned his house down see we, that's the devil that, and that really was an indicator <laughs> We lit. We were playing with matches in a trash can, and it caught on fire and burned a giant hole in the rug. <laughs> so Trent Reznor, definitely a gatekeeper of the the satanic rituals. Where were we going with all this? It's the darkest week. Yeah, and we've been driving up into the mountains to look for snow, and we've been trying to distract ourselves from the fact that we miss our family, and we're sad to have a um, an oddball holiday that just feels. A little strange and but it's been nice we um it's funny because we did this other holiday podcast called it's a wonderful lie that came out for the two weeks leading up till christmas and the making of that podcast had us reminiscing and i was recalling a bunch of stories that i hadn't thought of in a really really long time yeah like of cutting down a christmas tree out of our own yard because we couldn't afford a christmas tree yeah and so many come rushing back but my family was sending me pictures today of them tubing in the yeah. snow and building igloos because they have a lot of lake effect snow because i'm from southwest michigan and notre dame south south bend indiana and they were all wearing their big huge parkas and hats and mittens and <laughs> it was making me remember my mom used to, we had so much snow when I was little. Not only could we build full snow forts where you could go in and have different chambers of the igloo. Oh, yeah, that's great. Did you do that? We only had a few snows like that in Virginia. Oh, it was so good. We had full blizzards and good packing snow from that lake effect. But we would wear full snow suits to school. Did you do that? <laughs> no. Where I remember my mom, I would have my school clothes on and then I would go in on the kitchen floor and my mom would lay out like a full blown snowsuit and you would put your leg all the way down one leg, the other. And then she would reach up from your ankles and pull your pants down inside <laughs> yeah. of it, which to me is the best feeling in the world to this day, <laughs> to this day, like getting all straightened up under there. And then she would zip me up in this huge onesie snowsuit, hat, gloves, everything, put my backpack on. And send me down to the end of the driveway, and I would wait for the bus. And one, one winter, it was there was so much snow, and I was in this huge snowsuit, and I could barely move. I was like ah, like moving like an abominable snowman. And I was standing at the end of the driveway waiting for the bus, and I heard in the stillness. You know how the sound changes when there's snow and everything gets yeah. so quiet. You heard the voice of God. I heard. I think looking back, it was a train whistle. Uh -huh. But it was so much more kind of piercing the air in a way that made me not recognize it or something. And being a little evangelical kid, I thought it was the final trumpet. 
and I thought the sky was rending open no. and it was the trumpet of the Lord and all the Christians were going to ascend to heaven and that it was the end of days and now I was going to be stuck in Armageddon if I like you know wasn't a chosen one or like Uh-oh. predestined or whatever in which, I, which was suit, always which my if, fear you can't get left behind like if you get left behind in a snowsuit <laughs> it's really hard to ascend when you have so many layers on you start to rise but then you're just too heavy <laughs> it just keeps plopping back <laughs> down into got, the snow <laughs> yeah that's so funny except or yeah you just look around and all these snowsuits are everywhere and you <laughs> <laughs> like when obi-wan kenobi died it's just a pile of snowsuits on the floor yeah but I was so stiff in my snowsuit and I was so terrified by being present for the last trumpet and the end of days that I fell over. (laughs) I just fell straight over like a gingerbread cookie, like into a snowdrift and couldn't get back up because I was like, uh, like in shock or traumatized. (laughs) Oh my God. And the bus pulled up and my bus driver was like, hey. Come on! And you're like, I'm left here with Stan, the the weird bus driver. <laughs> and I was just staring up into the sky, and I was like, here we go. It's the beginning of the end. Oh, no. And I was <laughs> I was devastated. And he's like, are you coming to school? Get up! And I was like, I can't. I had to, like, roll over weird and be like, wait, so is everything normal? Like, I just honestly was living in the end of days and Stan is yelling at me to get on the bus. (laughs) And I had to like kind of roll over and like crawl on all fours, grab my lunchbox and climb onto the bus. And I was like, this is a... Oh, beautiful Christmas memory from (laughs) Holly. But this week has been an intense week. We had the winter solstice where there was a Christmas star where we went out and saw Jupiter and Saturn lining up and we were like setting intentions for the year and trying to like... I don't know. Just I'm trying to embrace everything. But the best part was on Christmas Eve, our neighbors, my neighbor Ruth, who I adore, and her roommate Brian, they came out on the street with guitars and jingle bells and they led carols on the street and people started walking up from all over. Yeah. And everyone was in masks and distanced and just seeming so lonely and like walking by with dogs and stopping. And it was this big street fest for like an hour where we just sang carols through our masks and it felt really special. It was really great. It was funny, too, to see how many uh, carols people just don't know all the words to. (laughs) I thought you were going to say, see how many people like turned out and showed up and (laughs) wanted to do something celebratory. We'd get halfway through some of them and just be... Improvising and Brian, our neighbor who was leading them, he was who's so, Jewish doesn't who's doesn't Jew- doesn't really know too many anyway. And but he was like trying to lead um, five golden rings, oh, yeah, that four one was golden a total, birds, three. Fi- he really wanted us Christmas, all to be hitting disaster. it at the same time, and he was like, "All together now!" And he was trying to direct the whole street, and everyone's like, "We're all over the everyone's place." Everyone's on their no phones idea. trying to find out find the lyrics. Everyone's on their phones just trying to film it, being like, "Look at this cool thing that's happening! My life isn't totally lost." <laughs> I usually try to end with a poem that feels apropos of the week or the conversation that we've had. Yeah. Because we've been missing the snow so much and we're seeing pictures of our family in the snow and we're here feeling like orphans in Southern California, I'm going to share a poem with you called Zero by George Bilgeri. First it was five above, then two. Then one morning, just plain zero. There was a strange thrill in saying it. It's zero, 
I said when you got up. I was pouring your coffee, and suddenly the whole house made sense. The roof, the walls, the little heat registers rattling on the floor. Even the mortgage. Zero, you said, still in your robe. And you walked to the window and looked out at the blanket of snow on the garden where last summer you planted carrots and radishes, sweet peas and onions and a tiny rainforest of tomatoes in the hot delirium of June. Yes, I said with a certain grim finality, staring at the white cap of snow on the barbecue grill I'd neglected to put in the garage for winter. And the radio says it could go lower. I like that robe. It's white and shimmery and has a habit of falling open unless you tie it just right. This wasn't the barbarians at the gate. It wasn't Carthage in flames or even the Donner Party. But it was zero, by God. And the robe fell open. Most of our town is heading with friends and family They're packing up the breezes With gifts and bikes and skis I don't need the trimmings I don't care what we do I just want to spend the holidays with you 